Hello and welcome to the Record Celtic Podcast. I'm Fraser Wilson and today I'm joined by Mark McDougall and Liam Bryce to review an incredible derby win over Rangers at Parkhead. We'll be getting immediate reaction from the guys and ask them just where does this leave the title race now? We'll review all the talking points from a match and let's be honest, I had more flashpoints in the Glasgow bus lane. And we'll look at just where does this leave the two managers, Neil Lennon and Stephen Gerrard. Lads, lads, lads. Not much to talk yeah. about after that. Yeah, no, I don't know what, how we're going to fill this today, but we'll, uh, we can try. Another, another 90 minutes, another old firm, another box of frogs derby. Um, let's let's get your immediate thoughts on the game. Matt, yourself, it was a, it was a strange game, wasn't it? it, it was Celtic it. were so dominant in the first half. Look, after Alfredo Morelos saw red that it was just going to be easy street for them. And then out of nowhere, yeah, Rangers fight back. When Morel's got that red card, I think Rangers fans would have started fear another four or five nil defeat, like has happened in the last few years at Celtic Park. But yeah, they, they just seemed to get much better after that. I, Stephen Gerrard spoke about it about them rolling up their sleeves after that, and they seemed to want it more after that than they did before the red card. And they were un- you could argue that they were probably unlucky not to get a point, definitely. And they had the chances to go in front before Celtic got their second, Ryan Jack especially, but. I think Rangers fans in general will be more confident after that game than they maybe were before it, even though they've ended up another three points behind. It's it's a weird one because they'll obviously be gutted at losing it, but they'll be quite happy with how the performance went, how the players played. So yeah, it's a, it's a really weird derby for a change. You're, you're right. They're two huge game, uh, two huge chances in the last ten minutes. They won at one each, and they won after they made two one down. Kent, I think, and then the scramble near the end where. Yeah. They, Baines just managed to parry it out. Um, Liam, what what do you put that second half resurrection down to for Rangers? Did Celtic take their foot off the gas? Uh, no, I think I, I think you have to. As Mark said, I think you have to give Rangers credit for the way they came out in the second half. There's, um, I think, you know, you maybe you can give Stephen Gerrard credit for perhaps whatever he said at halftime because they did. As Mark said, they looked better. They looked as if they they wanted it more. They were a bit more. Resilient. I thought. I thought. Kind of the first half. It was. I, I. don't know if this is just my lack of tactical awareness, but I wasn't really sure what Rangers were trying to do in the first half. I. I, I couldn't. I was looking at them and I was kind of struggling to work out what is the, the game plan here. Well, it was the same lineup, wasn't it? It started at Ibrox. So. Yeah. Do you th- was it as simple as they were just trying to uh, replay that game? I don't think they did because at Ibrox they were continuing in the face of every Celtic player, whereas today they seem to. Morales was up there on his own running about and the rest dropped back into their own half. Whereas, it's like they don't know where to, where yeah, to hold the press. Yeah, yeah Ibrox, they were in their faces right up and into Boyata, into uh, Sabunovic, I think it was, was playing that day. Uh, but today they just seemed to sit back, let Boyata, Ayer, Brown control the game from the midfield. Yeah. And it, it, was just, it was a much different performance despite having the same team. Why is that? Why is it harder to carry out the same game plan on your, your rivals? Backyard. Do, 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 do the fans play that big a factor? I think it's a mixture of things. I think over the last few years, because Rangers have went there, gone there so often and been so heavily beaten, that the players are maybe a bit worried to come out. They know that the likes of Edward mm-hmm. uh, Forrest can get in behind so easy and cause so many problems. And I think that's probably part of it at Ibrox. They maybe didn't fear that quite as much, uh, especially that day. I think Mickey Johnson started up front and compare that to. Edward up front for Celtic today is, is a completely different prospect. Yeah. Uh, they showed that a lot as in the first half, especially Cham in that role in 10 was dragging Ross McCrory everywhere. 
and it just left Edward with so much space. Yeah. Uh, and that changed a lot then again. Second half when Rangers started pushing for it, but stuff like that is Celtic had a much better team out today than they did on the 29th of December, and I think that had a part to play in it as well. Yeah, you've touched on Edward then. Let, let's go through the goals, and as much as we'll come on to the the tasty stuff that happened in the game, let's concentrate on the goals, and Rangers will be kicking themselves because it was two real moments of sloppiness, wasn't it? Joe Worrell and James Tavernier that have basically set Celtic up for the two goals that have won them in the game. St- starting with Edward's goal, he did show a touch of class to open the scoring in the first half, Liam. Oh, he did. No, he certainly did. Um, I think was it Candace? I think gave the ball yeah. away, and it was actually it was Rangers free kick in Celtic's half, and then I mean again, Jazz you got to be raging with things like that. Got a free kick in Celtic's half, and then what was it less than I don't know twenty seconds later the balls in their net. Yeah. But I think it's, it was classy from Edward. I think as soon as he squared Joe Warrell up, you could see that he was the the Rangers man. He was he was toiling because it was just before that. I think we kind of remarked as we were watching the game that he looked he looked a bit out of sorts early on. Joe Worley, he gave that ball away in the middle of the park and and he got an absolute rocket from Conor Goldson and Andy Halliday because Goldson had to come across and make a kind of save and tackle really because it was Edward that was going through. And I think just as look as soon as Edward squared them up, he was you know, he was backpedaling all the time. He kind of looked a bit off balance. Um but I mean it's just it's Edward seems to do that. To, to people and he's one of those kind of players Edward where he doesn't seem to be moving at any great pace but he just seems to be able to, to gl- almost glide past people at times and he just cut on his left and then he's put it past Alan McGregor so I mean it's a combination of Rangers giving the ball away really really cheaply but you've seen Celtic's quality on the break before Neil Lennon said after the game he thought Odson Edward, who's had a fair bit of criticism in the last few months, but he said he was by a country mile, what is words, the best player in the park. Something you go along with? I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't disagree with that. I mean, he's. I think he gets. He maybe gets a bit of stick, Edward, because of, you know, he's this £9 million price tag, and I think people. Um, he's always going to be under a bit more scrutiny that way as well. And, but he's got this kind of languid style about him almost, and that seems to. I don't know, rub people up the wrong way. It kind of, I think it's, he's one of those kind of players where Sifi is a bad game. He starts getting like accusations of, oh, he's not interested. He's not interested. No, he's not bothered. But then when he turns it on like that, he's, you know, he's, he's definitely up there with some of the best players in the league. And he's, I know we've, we'll get fully to the second goal in a, a minute, but his composure for the second goal to play in Forest uh, again was just, especially at that stage of the game. It was just it was, it was real quality. Yeah, Mark. R- Rangers came back, Mark, and uh, I don't think anyone was expecting it at the interval. But boy, did they come back! And um, Ryan Kent's goal was thoroughly deserved by that point. Um, just talk us through that one. I think it was, it was a brilliant goal. Uh, I know it was the, on the losing side, but of the three goals, I think it was probably the best the way it was worked. Uh, James Devery was brilliant down the right again. Set up Kevin. He's still quite a lot to do because there was three or four defenders around him when he gets past it and finishes it well. And that's yeah. it's something that's been missing from Kent's game a lot this season is his finishing. He gets into those positions all the time, but very rarely does he hit the back of that. That's only his sixth goal, but he's had so many chances to do it. Uh, he showed a, showed great composure to do it. Uh, yeah, it was just it was a really good bit of play. Uh, and like I say, it's he's been criticised a lot for his final ball and his and his finishing. Uh, having Candice, don't they don't give Rangers enough like the way. Sinclair and Forrest do from goals. 
Yeah. And but today he showed what he can do and why there is that price tag of seven million on him. And I, th I thought for Rangers he was the best player on the pitch. Yeah, of course. Well, there's more to come from Kent in a moment or two. We'll come on to that. But just finally on the goals, <laughs> James Tavernier's going to have a horrible night, yeah. isn't he? It's, I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. He's just going to be replaying that over and over in his head. That. That woeful back pass. Was it even a back pass? I'm not sure yeah. what he was trying to do. Pass and side. Yeah, wasn't it? He's just yeah. Sure. One over near his target. Because he's a good game, Tavernier. Yeah, I thought. I thought he was good. And then football in it. One disaster like that ruins everything that's gone before. I think that's that's been part of Tavernier's problem over the last few years is that he always has that one mistake in him, uh, especially defensively, and it just when it happens, it's always really, really bad. And like today, it was. I don't know what he was trying to do. He had Kamara beside him. He had no another had couple of players there. There was no. He had no reason to go back to, towards corner Bolton, and then he barely passes it five yards before uh, I think it's Cal McGregor gets on it and sets up the goal. But yeah, it's one of those ones that he'll be devastated by it. And that time of the game, you, you yeah. just cannot take risks. You've got to make sure every pass reaches. And, and it was that time when, when Rangers were on the front foot. Exactly. I mean, yeah. They nearly scored just before it with Jack. Uh, and yeah, it was one of those ones that was, was a really weird one. Know, but it wasn't even, it wasn't even really taking a risk, was it? Was it, was it a kind of simple pass? It was a simple pass. Yeah, it was yeah. almost like it blocked it was foot rather than got a good purchase on it to, to, to play Concentration or something, I don't know. Mm, maybe getting ahead of himself. Right, guys, the next on the list of topics is... Um, our Celtic call home drive for the title. I'm going to leave that to the end because let's get to the juicy stuff for this game. There's so much of it. And we're going to start Wilfredo Morelos. And if, if you don't mind, I was on this uh, Rangers podcast on um, Friday, I think. Thursday, perhaps. And I argued that, yeah, Wilfredo Morelos should, would be my vote for player of the year. Most improved player in Scotland this season. I'm going to completely reverse fair it because my argument against it the only argument I had against it last week was that he's let his team down too often and then in the biggest game of the season he's gone and done it again and there is absolutely no excuse for it. I can imagine that dressing room would have been an interesting place today because the experienced guys at Alan McGregor's, obviously Steve Gerrard, have got to have had enough of this. I would not be surprised if they've, well, Morelos wouldn't understand them if they've laid it in the line term <laughs> so they can't speak the language. But it might have got the message. It could have got interesting. Mark, let's start with you. How many times can Alfredo Morelos get away with this? No, I, I agree with you. He's let his team down again, and it's, it's stupid. Uh, he shouldn't react to stuff like that. But again, how many times is it going to be that the focus is on Alfredo Morelos when, somebody, when he's reacted to something? Uh, uh, Scott Brown doesn't even get spoken to by Bobby Van after his wee clap of the ankles. And that's off the ball. He clapped his ankles. If Morelos, I think. A more streetwise player would just have went down in that situation. That's probably what he should have done. Uh, Scott Brown then takes the elbow where it has his face or his chest. Who knows? But it's a red card all day long. Uh, but I just think Ryan let his team down. I think he's he did let his team down, but I don't think it's a. I don't think he's a, like a. I can't think of the word, but he's he's not reacting angry. I think he's just very petulant when stuff like that happens. Uh, Really? Yeah, I, I do. I don't the think number of cameras at games today, uh, these days. He, yeah, I and he's definitely no. not the only striker or only talented player that gets targeted no, by opposition defences. No, he's not. But it seems to be more focused on. It's the same situation two weeks ago at Kawarik when Rangers were playing Kawarik. Kurt Brodrick st stands on the back of his ankle. Morelos reacts. Nothing happens that day. But all the focus that day again was on Morelos reacting rather than what he was reacting to. And I think there's a lot of times Morelos definitely let his team down. There's no denying that. But 
he also needs more protection from referees himself. I, I genuinely believe that that he's he lets his team down, but he needs more protection. How could he protect? How could Bobby Madden have protected him there today then? Other than you're not not saying Scott Brown should have been sent off as well, are you? Maybe not sent off, but he should have been at least spoken to by the referee. The referee doesn't say anything to him at all, and he's kicked him off the ball. Whatever way you look at it, there might not be much force in it or anything else, but he kicks him off the ball, and in the rules, that should he should at least speak to him about it. Liam Morelos let his team down or has been let down by referees himself where do you stand? I, I mean I, I do I lean more towards that he's, he's just let his, he's let his team down I can, underst- I can understand what Mark's saying um, but and that he maybe does need a bit he could be entitled to a bit more protection from referees but at the end of the day like I just think Alfredo Morelos is responsible for Alfredo Morelos you know Brown is he's kind of clipped him from behind and it's the kind of thing that it happens it kind of happens at all levels of the game you know somebody you know takes a wee bite and you just stick a wee and you should just be able to just even just laugh at it the way the way you know Scott Brown seems to just laugh at you know everybody and anybody he's targeted he's targeted too Scott Brown it's not like Morelos isn't nicking other players ankles himself it's I and it's it's but the difference is when that happens Straight away, everyone is on rails. Still, there's people still talking about the three red cards that he could have got in the last derby when really maybe only one, two at the most could have been punished. I don't think the one in that they were asked in that day, he just jumps over him. Well, that's coming out from another. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. As soon as Morelos does something wrong, people are jumping right on it. As soon as anything else does something wrong to to Morelos, referees are a lot less likely to get involved, I think. I think he's created a situation for himself. No, he I definitely th- has, and he's got himself to blame for a lot of it, but I do think he needs more protection as well. I think Stephen Gerrard's reached the end of his tether with him. Certainly, it sounded like it a bit, didn't he? Do you think a big club would... Uh, uh, let me make clear, I think he's a very talented striker. Oh, no, he's... Exactly very, very talented, a great player. But does this bad side of him, is that going to cost Rangers a good whack when he eventually moves on, do you think? Pardon the pun. I don't know. I mean, what is it? Is it now five red cards, one rescinded, and is it 17, yeah. 17 yellows? I think any, you know, any club are going to look at that, and yeah, and, and there's going to be alarm bells ringing. You know, no matter how, obviously, twenty nine goals. You can't, you can't take that away from twenty nine goals, despite <laughs> being set off this many times. But I mean, clubs are, you know. Clubs are going to make an investment in Morelos. They're going to want to see maximum return on that investment. So that uh, they, it wouldn't surprise me if teams are reluctant to pay as much as perhaps you know Rangers want for him, just purely for the fact that they're like, well, we we could pay all this money for him, and then he could be earning money for nothing sitting no. on the, the the sidelines for I Big don't know games. how many games a season. So I mean, how many? Was it, how many could he get for this? this four games, I think. Four games from what his season's effectively over. over, really, isn't it? So, um, no, it's going to be a concern, and it's a it's a concern for concern for him as well. You know, he's he's obviously he's got talent. He's breaking into the Columbia side. He's you know he's he's earning plaudits from guys like. James Rodriguez and Falcao and, and the like so I mean they obviously see something in him as well but if he if 
if he kind of keeps getting himself into these situations, it could cost him the, the move that probably his, his ability um, suggests that he, he deserves. deserves. We can flip it then, let's look at Scott Brown's involvement in, in these flashpoints. Neil Lennon afterwards has claimed uh, Rangers' treatment of Scott Brown today was unacceptable. Uh, I think he's referring to three incidents, Morelos, uh, which we've covered in depth there. <laughs> Ryan Kent, shouldn't he be laughing? Ryan Kent, I know if it's clear it's just so punch. Mental. It's, 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 it's so crazy. Just say we don't condone anything that happened. <laughs> there, like, a few, I mean, it's just so mental. I'd be happy to argue against aye. the pictures. I think that have uh, <laughs> been caught in the last few moments of today's game. And then afterwards, obviously, Andy Halliday. Pretty sure saw a second yellow card after the suggestions well, that he didn't. But there was suggestions that um, I think on the TV that uh, he was sent off in the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, that's not been confirmed I think the last I heard on that is that it, it, it didn't they clearly made a beeline straight for Brown and uh, yeah. I think Scott Bain was to thank for stopping something getting ugly there uh-huh. but Brown's clearly one of these players that really riles opponents every every good team's got one of these players if he's in mm-hmm. your team you love him if he's an opponent well you can get up your nose but it's a talent in, in some ways Again, has he overstepped the map today? Matt, let's start with yourself. Yeah, I, like I say, I think he should have been spoken to after the Morelos incident. The rest of it, I don't think he's done much wrong. He's thrown the ball away when Ryan Kent randomly decides to punch him. Don't know if he said anything. We don't know. We'll never know that. Uh, and then at the end, he's celebrating. Maybe Harley feels he's celebrating in front of the Rangers fans and should be doing that, but it's not that big a deal. There's not many of them there. Exactly. But uh, Harley probably should have stayed out of it. Uh, I think Scott Brown after the game on Sky was really good when he just kind of happened on the pitch, forget about it, pretended he didn't know what happened to Ryan Kent, and for, completely forgot about it. But you're not going to forget about that instead of somebody punches you in the face. No, and the pictures are there. Yeah, oh yeah, the pictures are there. But I think I think Scott Brown he could have quite easily come out and said he deserves a long ban, he deserves this, but it's just like happened on the pitch, just leave it, kind of thing. He didn't say that, in so many, but he said it in so many words that yeah, it happened, yeah. but just forget about it. Uh, but Ryan Kent will deservedly get a match for that. <laughs> be interesting to see if they, they come face to face again in the, the next I think, derby. I think Brown, it's like he knows what he's he knows what he's doing. He's he knows how many of these games he's played and now he knows how to get under people's skin. And he's the he's the type of guy that it's like you said, if he's in your team, you absolutely love him. But and if he plays for the the opposite team, you know he's a complete villain. And I think you can kind of I think if you've if you've played any sort of level of football at all, you can kind of relate to why guys get wound up by him on the pitch because there's, there is nothing worse when you're playing and there's a guy for the other team who's I suppose constantly probably mouthing off or whatever you know trying to wind people up. And I mean I'm not in any way I mean he's he's not really done anything wrong as such, Scott Brown. He's just playing up and winding people up. And Kent's reaction is is. It's crazy. It's astonishing, I mean, it's, isn't it? Is astonishing. The more I think, I think, I'm sitting here laughing, but I think, if that I think, happened I know, in the street... I know, we probably, I mean, if, it's like you say, if that happens in the street, you're, you know, you're looking at, you know, serious kind of punishment for it, and it, it's so, I think if that had happened in isolation today, I mean, there was so much else going on in the game, but that is, I mean, we talk about Morelos, but that is the most shocking incident to come out of the game, and I mean, we, I know we were, we were kind of, you know, laughing at how mad all that was, but I mean, you, you can't, you can't do that on the, the park, man. He's, he's, you know, he's, he's swung for a minute. It's, it's um, you know, as Mark says, he's probably going to be, he's going to be facing a hammered, 
a lengthy ban, you would think, for that. Aye. I think that was, that's where my point on earlier about Morelos not necessarily being bad, just being a bit stupid and petulant. He'd throw out an elbow and throw out a leg, but it's nothing compared to what Ryan Kidd did. His elbow, whatever it was, it was nothing compared to punching somebody in oh, the face. Oh, sorry, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, Morelos goes like that, throws an elbow, but Ryan Kidd literally has a closed fist and connects with him in the face. That, that is much worse than what Morelos did. Rangers got a discipline problem here then. I know we covered this in depth at the start of the season and Stephen Gerrard was asked time and again about it. Is it all starting to come creep out again? I don't know if they've had a discipline problem or if they've just not got that experience to deal with yeah. situations like this. I think that's probably uh, it. I think that's more that they, they let the pressure of the game get to them uh, time and time again. And it's, I mean, I think that's probably the first red card in quite open. Well, there uh, sure was a spell in like November and December uh, where they went about five games getting a red card. Uh, yeah. They've had more than sent off yeah, for a mad yeah, challenge they, against Hearts, yeah, didn't they? And that crazy slate tackle. Can they uh, sent off uh, against Villarreal and St. Martin, which was very harsh yeah, that, that time? Uh, I heard on the radio earlier that, and I'll blame them if this starts wrong, <laughs> I won't mention the channel, that Rangers are 42nd out of the 42 clubs for red cards. Yeah, or top, I if you want to put it that way. Uh, ten, I think this season. Okay, well, does that so suggest we do have a problem? If you're if you're bottom of that league, um, this day and age, ten red cards maybe it says more about me, but it doesn't actually sound that bad. <laughs> <laughs> but it's bad enough to be at the bottom of the table. Um, but yeah, that's another well, argument. Most of those have come for the one player, right? Yeah. So I think if you take Morelos out of that, then it might be a different yeah. picture. Five yeah. red cards all season. If you don't count Morelos, maybe it it's not worst. a crisis. But yeah. I mean. It, it looks bad. Something for Gerard to get a grip of, I think. Uh, maybe his inexperience as well yeah. as a manager. Yeah, I mean, I don't Definitely. Know. He was without his assistant today. Aye. Uh, he also had Michael Beale on that there. And, but Gary McAllister knows the Scottish game. He is an experienced yeah. figure, exactly. Mm-hmm. A calm figure. Yeah, Cam I don't think you can underestimate that, really, yeah. can you? Aye. Right, we said we're going to mention it. Let's go back to the start then. And pretty simple one this week. Where does today's result leap? Leave the, the, the title race. The title race is over, there's no doubt. About Where would the draw have left it? Maybe that's more interesting. Over as well. I think yeah. they just needed yeah. the three points today yeah. to have any chance, and even then, that was a very small chance. I think the title race was over the day Scott Brown scored Aye. the winner at Rugby Park. That's what everyone uh, comes back to, isn't it? That last minute winner. That was the day the title race finished completely. Uh, yeah, it's just, I'd like Rangers to have any chance of winning the league, even if they won today, but there's definitely no chance now. Yeah. Liam, uh, that says a lot for Neil Lennon then, eh? thrust in with very little preparation to the job and he's just kept things ticking over. Yeah, he's done well. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's done pretty much all that's been asked of him so far, hasn't he? Uh, as Mark said, the title was arguably wrapped up before he came in, but, you know, this was another big test. Uh, and I thought Celtic were really good, some of their football for, the, I think, maybe the first half an hour. Probably maybe some of the best football we've seen from them under under Neil Lennon. Um, but no, he is. He's he's done well. It's he's, it's kind of exactly what's been asked of them. They've been a bit of a hard watch at times. I, I personally uh, against you know Dundee. I, I don't think Hibs until the kind of latter stages of the second half in the Scottish Cup that they were great. So I mean, he's still got. I think he's still maybe got a bit of work to do if he's if he's going to get the job full time. But I think if he I mean, he's certainly in the box seat to get it in terms of you know, results, and there's not really been any other serious candidates mentioned yet, which you kind of you'd probably expect when they've still got um, 
trophies to play for, but if he goes on and wins the Scottish Cup now, then you, you couldn't really... I think it'd be almost impossible. Yeah, it'd be probably would be. Extremely yeah. harsh on him if I he just, wasn't to get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's... I don't. He's, he's not convinced entirely in terms of the you know some of the, the style of play, but I mean, I think he's got to be... You know, he has to be given the benefit of the doubt with that in terms of, you know, he's, he's, as you said, he's been thrown right in and he's just done, I think he's, you know, he's done well to kind of just keep it ticking over almost. Um, it's been business as usual without being without being spectacular, but he's obviously, you know, the fact that there's no coincidence that they keep coming up with these late goals. Uh, so he's obviously having an effect that way. Um, the players, I know players, you know, Sometimes it's hard to read too much into what, what players say sometimes, but you know, they all, there's a, at least a few of them have mentioned how uh, he's kept the dressing room together. Um, you know, he's, he's um, you know, he seems to be a good motivator, Lennon. Uh, so I think, you know, he's, he's it's his to lose, basically, I, I think. And I think that's probably what, I don't know, maybe the Celtic board had hoped when they, when they put him in, you know, they're probably hoping that he shows enough to. For them to, you know, say, well, we can't not give you the job now. He's got an incredible bond with new uh, with uh, Scott Brown, doesn't he? The, the yeah. pair of them are forever. He does, uh, and it was he was talking. Um, I think he was during the week, and he just kind of mentioned about how the the um, there's almost a kind of parallel now between when he got the job in 2010. He came in after Tony Mowbray. And um, he credited, you know, he was, he was saying if it wasn't for some of Scott Brown's performances, I probably wouldn't have got the job back then. And it's kind of, he's saying, you know, it's the, the same again, could be the same again now. You know, he's, I think, obviously, you know, Brown wasn't, Lennon wasn't there when Brown scored the winner against Kamarna. Uh, yeah. But he, he crossed the ball for Edward in Lennon's first game for that injury time winner. He scored the second goal against Hibs. He was you know, his usual self against Rangers today. So there is that parallel, and like you say, they seem to have this, this really good, this really good bond between the two of them as well. Yeah, I think fans may be a wee bit frustrated with some of the stuff today, though. I mean, it's hard to criticise a manager after he's just won a derby like that. It's especially when it's mental. But some of his decisions seemed a bit weird. Like everyone knew Kieran Tierney was a major doubt. So when you go one up, would it not have been smarter to add with Rangers down to ten men to then? drop Johnny Hayes back, take Tierney off and just wrap him up in cotton wool. Stuff like that, I think that'd make for straight fans that mm-hmm. and ended up Tierney. leaving them down to 10 men in the end because Boyata ended up needing to go off injured. And it must have been a worry seeing, seeing that because then obviously Rangers were down to 10 men already but losing Boyata at that stage, losing Tierney, you've got a makeshift back four. I think Cal Morego was back at left back for the last 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff like that. Some of his decisions did seem a bit weird, uh, like like I say about Johnny Hayes, I think he could have quite comfortably went back into left back, he's played well there when he's played, and so to, to leave Tierney on and risk him getting injured more must be really frustrating for a fan, especially that he looked done when he, when he came off as well. Yeah, there are suggestions he now could be wrapped in cotton wool for the rest of the season, Tierney. Which uh, would be smart from Celtic, yeah. I mean, yeah. league's one, you've got Johnny Hayes, you've got uh. Izzagiri. He looks like yeah. a player that needs an extended rest because he's just aye. breaking down all the time now. It's a shame, aye. It is a shame. Aye, uh, there's, there's old argument you don't want to um, wear out a, a yeah. young player. And, I think, aye, and it's probably one of those ones where somebody maybe needs to take the decision out of Kieran Tierney's hands yeah. and say, like, 
you just need you need to take a break because he's obviously I mean everything you hear about him he's obviously that kind of character where no matter what condition he's in if you ask him to play he's going to go on the park ah, yeah. so I think maybe for his own good he maybe needs a, a, a good I don't know when you look at him when he came into the team he was what 17 he's pretty much been in the team since then without a break and uh, that, that's always going to happen young players are going to get burnt out they can't yeah. play too much football I know people say they should be able to play two or three times a week when you're 17, 18 and all that sort of money which is crazy but when you're putting that, that, that much effort the way he plays he's, he's, he was going to eventually break down and I think there's, there is a wee bit of mishandling of Keogh within the club well maybe not within the club but like, he, he should have been rested more for games that he, that he wasn't needed I mean he had his capable backups there and I think Celtic will maybe be disappointed with how they've handled Tierney so far Certainly a big a mental toll, isn't it, for somebody so young? For for any player uh, playing at the top level, but for for somebody so young, that there's without doubt he's got experience beyond his years. But um, even for the likes of Kieran Tierney, yeah, I agree with you. It was maybe time to, to maybe give him that rest now. Whether they maybe bring him back for the, the Scottish Cup games, I don't know. But it does look a bit jaded. Yeah, they yeah. certainly don't need to play him in the league from now on. Really, do they? Stephen Gerrard, then Mark. Um, I think we can almost. Obviously, they want to go and take as many points as they can for the last seven games of the season, but you can almost draw a line under the campaign now. It's a, it's a tough one. To, I think overall, generally, it'd be hard to argue that it's not been a success in moving Rangers forward and stabilising the club, and long gone are these horrible thrashings that were taken in these occasions over the years. Uh, how would you sum up where he, how he's done so far, and what do you expect from his summer, and where he goes from here? I think he's made mistakes, like he was always going to make mistakes, it's his first managerial job. But I anyone you I mean you can look at the stats that he's got a worse win record than Graham Marty, Pedro Cassinia, but there's no way that a Graham Marty or Pedro Cassinia team or Mark Warburton team or even going back to Alan McCoy, any of those managers wouldn't have came out of that game today with just a two one defeat. They wouldn't have got back into it, it would have been comfortably four or five, six and all Celtic. I mean you look at a year ago, around about now, when uh, Celtic won five 0 at Celtic Park, uh, I think it was 5-0 after 50 minutes, and then they took the foot off the gas completely, it could have been 8, 9, 10 that day. Uh, there's no chance of results like that happening now, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, today, if ever it was going to happen, it'd be today, and yeah. as, we, as we've spoken about, that was that was close. Yeah, uh, exactly, and I think, like I say, you can look at the stats and all that, but if you just watch Rangers play, you can see they're miles ahead of where they were last year. I think a lot of the players are tired. They've, I don't think when they came in, they were expecting to play 50, five, sixty games a season, uh, especially in the first season, Rangers were never expected to get into Europe. Uh, so I think that's caused problems, especially with injuries and all the rest of it. The likes of Conor Bolton, he looks absolutely shattered for 90 minutes. They keep making these silly mistakes, which again could come from tiredness and all the rest of it. But I, I definitely think Gerrard's in this summer he needs to, not saying 10, 15 players like he did last summer, what he needed to do last summer. This season's got to be just looking at two or three players of absolute quality, quality that can change a game. If he can get the money to get Ryan Kent permanently, then definitely get him. Uh, get another midfielder that can score goals because there's not enough goals from Rangers midfield. And then just look, just looks at proper quality rather than adding more depth. And a good age as well. I suggest your Jermaine Defoe's and Steve Davis's aren't the answer. I wondered as soon as Steve Davis came back up that if you look at the average age of midfielders playing the Scottish Premiership, especially if you take Scott Brown out of it, 
it's hardly any over 30 because yeah. of the job that's required in there. And although Steve Davis still has some qualities he showed for Northern Ireland uh, last week, I just don't know if he's got the legs to to be the proper standout player that Rangers are needing in there. Yeah, I don't think he was ever the player that was going to come in and be that number 10. He's not played that sort of role for years. And then he's not going to, like, as Ryan Jack and Ross McCordy might not be the nicest footballers in the world, but he was never going to get ahead of them. Glenn Kamara's come in, done a great job as well, but Davis just, it was a weird signing at the time. I mean, I think it, fans got excited by it because he's obviously so well loved at Ibrox, but if you look at it objectively, it was a really weird signing. Same as the foe, I mean, he just doesn't suit Rangers' style of football. He's, he's not going to run about, chase down balls. Uh, I thought it was a really weird decision to bring him Hamlet on today, uh, especially at a time when Candace and Kent were causing all sorts of problems for Celtic's defence. Uh, I mean, Kent turned and managed to injure Dedrick Bayata with us when he dragged it back. It was a weird mm-hmm. one, but then when the foe came on, there just wasn't that same movement. They, they had the, all the all the focus was there on Kent because the foe's not going to run about mental. Do you then? So I think that was a really expect Jermaine the foe to get a run in the team now, Alfredo Morelos in line for another pan. Like he's any other option. I mean, Gail after wasn't even on the bench today. That shows how far. What's happened there? I just, I just don't think it's worked out for him. He's no. just. Think for Lafferty to step up though. Yeah, yeah. If you look at his Rangers career last time round, this was when Kyle Lafferty hit form. He was never very good up until the last matter. seven, eight games of season, and he always scored goals then. But I just can't see that happening now. Rangers, well, maybe uh, Gerard can experiment a little now. Uh, now that the shackles are off, uh, for all the wrong reasons, the shackles are off. I know there's a big game still against Celtic at Ibrox coming in the next few weeks. How do you expect that one to go, Liam? Uh, after today, uh, a few know. incidents, perhaps. Uh, yeah, perhaps, yeah, maybe, maybe a couple of talking points. Just um, <laughs> a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, I think. <laughs> no, in all, in all seriousness, I think that you know, for Rangers now, it's it's about you know maybe just trying to maybe build up a bit of a head of steam for going into the next next camp, the next blah, next campaign, um, and if they can. You know they've got nothing to play for now, really. I mean, number two, they're not guaranteed. They're not guaranteed second place yeah, yet. I mean, yeah. you know, they've still got that to consolidate. So it's about consolidating that, and then if they can build up a bit of form over the next uh, the next few games, and then they will have that game against Celtic at Ibrox. It could be a chance for them to put down. You know, it's a bit of a cliche, but you know, put down a wee marker going into next season because as Mark said, they're, they're competing in these games now, and and I know that's not good enough really for Rangers to just be competing in in derby games but it's 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 a step forward from where they've been at. You know, it was less than a less than a year ago where they got absolutely humiliated at Celtic Park and there was a you know, no matter how far they've they've come this season, there will have been Rangers fans today where after that goal and then after Morelos getting sent off thinking maybe is it gonna happen again now? Because, you know, they could have they could have went to pieces after that. Um, but it didn't. So, you know, there, as Mark said, there's, there's there's positive signs there, and people maybe you know point to Gerard um, being further behind Celtic at this stage than you know last last season. But I mean, he's he has definitely. I think he's definitely improved them, and it's from now and the end of the season. It's just about um, you know trying to you know because I mean since January really, really it's not really quite been good enough, yeah. has it? 
so it's maybe about trying to build a bit of confidence again uh, and maybe building up to another game against Celtic, maybe get a decent result against them and see where it takes them from there. But I mean, you, know, you talk about consolidating, they're going to be without Morelos for potentially yeah. four games. More than half. I mean, Kent is surely going to get a ban. So yeah. I mean, that's their two best, two best attacking players. So I mean, it's it's not a, uh, it's not going to be easy for them. Even mm -hmm. though there's you know there's no chance of winning any more trophies, they do. I think anything less than second, and then it suddenly turns on the you know the tide turns a wee bit. Do you know what I mean? If they if they go on a really bad run without these players, but I don't think they will. Um, but it's a weird weird position for them to be in, considering where they were and going into January. Yeah. Uh, but Aye. Aye. Oh well, guys, nice to be touched with Gerard. Actually, I suppose I end up getting the fans on board when he said Morelos will be hit with a heavy fine and they should split it up amongst uh, the Rangers fans that were at Parkhead today. I'm sure. I'll <laughs> not say no to that. Yeah. Uh, Guys, I think uh, time is up. The full-time whistle is blowing in this podcast, so let's hope there's no frack alley or was it Parkhead before we head out of the, the podcast room. But uh, that's all for us today, guys. Uh, we'll be back again in midweek to bring you all the latest from Ibrox and Parkhead. Thanks to Liam and Mark for joining me, but sure to be sure to subscribe even on Acast and iTunes to get the pod as soon as it's available. And you can also rate us on there as well. Thank you very much for listening.